0: Alright, let's um let's turn to the Gospel of Luke chapter nine. And I had a couple things that I was gonna share. Uh one was about what the scriptures, what Yeshua says the scripture is, but then this morning I woke up and Yah was kind of uh ministering to me on another subject, so that's what we're going to talk about, and basically what we're going to talk about are the commandments of giving, and how important giving is and to have the right mindset. Now, as we know, the world system celebrates Christmas, a pagan holiday, towards their sun gods, even though many of them do it ignorant like we all used to do it, not having knowledge, but now that we have come into the knowledge of the Torah, we have learned a lot of of things. And one of the things that we will see after we do this study is that when we have participated in um, Sun God Worship, Christmas, Saturnalia type thing, and we participated in it by giving gifts unto other people, even though we thought we were just giving our children, our friends, families, a gift, it was much more than a gift. It was actually an offering unto the sun gods. And one of the things that I personally did was to repent of participating in that even though I did it ignorantly because we were never taught these things by our leaders, pastors, so on and so forth. And then to renounce them because a gift, the scripture says, is a seed sown. And just like any other seed, it has to harvest. And we don't want any seeds that we have sown Uh, giving honor to Baal or Nimrod or Tammuz or any other sun gods to harvest. So to renounce them, repent of them, and curse them at the very roots like Yeshua did to the fig tree so that those seeds would not bear fruit. And we will understand that clearly clearly. at the end of this teaching, basically we're going to go to uh, Luke 9, then our major text is going to be in Matthew 25, and then we'll finish up in 2 Corinthians chapter 9. But anyways, in Luke chapter 9 verse 23, in Yeshua, Yeshua is speaking, it says, and he said to them all, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his torture stake daily and follow me. So, the first thing we see here is that Yahshua said to everyone that was in this multitude, and if you go to verse 12, you can see that he was addressing a multitude, he fed a multitude. And then he said, if any man wants to follow him, basically you need to put the kingdom, Yah, and others first. Now that's my paraphrased version of it. He said, let him deny himself, take up his torture stake daily and follow me. And then it says, and whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whoever will lose his life for my sake, the same shall save it. So this is Yahshua telling us, basically, that if there's an order of first things, and Yahshua, in order for him to be master over every aspect of your life, You have to give him control over every area of your life. It's just not about saying, you know, I've received him as my Messiah, as my Savior. And then you go about doing whatever you want, when you want, how you want. When you are born from above, and when he has written his Torah, his instructions, his laws and commandments upon your heart, then out of love... You submit your life to Him. You give Him full control over your life. Mm -hmm. And this also includes our, our material financial life. And part of the reason that I'm sharing this is I have noticed, now when we grew up in a charismatic type ministries, until we came to Torah. And in those ministries, they were constantly teaching what the scripture says about giving and receiving, what the scripture says about that, you know, your tithe belongs to Yah, or well, they said the Lord, but. Um, and coming over in, to Torah, I have noticed, I have. Very seldom in all our contacts, in teachings on Facebook, on all the different pages that we are connected with, they talk about Yahweh's laws and commandments, but they never talk about Yahweh's laws and commandments concerning giving. And if you read the Torah, you will see that there was like four or 500 times Just in the Torah, where Yahweh commanded Israel to bring him an offering. Even, I think it was last week, in Exodus 32, when Moses was too long up on the mountain, and he was receiving instructions from Yah, that the people wanted to have an offering unto Yah so they their heart was right but their what they did was in violation of Yah's commandments because he said in Deuteronomy 12:29 through 32 do not worship Yah the way that the nations or pagans worship their gods now all Israel knew was what they were used to when they were in Egyptian slavery. And so, in their mind, they said, we will have an offering, a celebration unto Yah. But Yah judged them with 3,000 lives being destroyed. He got furious, um, and he sent Moses down there. And like I said last week, you know, where us parents say, your child did this, or... Your kid did this. Well, that's what Yah said. He said to Moses, the ones you let out of Israel. That's a little joke, but nonetheless. um, And we told you last week. You told me last week it was very little. (laughs) Okay, I know. But anyways, we see that their heart and their motive might have been good, but nonetheless, they were involved in paganism and in worshiping other gods Mm -hmm. without realizing it. And we have to make sure that we are not doing the same thing. So when you put Yah first over your life, He is number one. That means everything you do, you do under his control, when he says, do something, you do it, if he says, buy that person, that McDonald's hamburger, well, we're go on to do the McDonald's thing, but, you know, whatever, you know, buy them a soda, um, whatever, there are, Yahweh has laws and commandments concerning giving, and one of the things that I've noticed in the years of being in Torah, very few assemblies, very few people agree with and teach on tithing or on offerings or on giving, and very few people do it. And it's kind of like when we are in Christianity, there was usually only about 10% of a local assembly, 10% of the people did everything. The other 90% just was along for the ride. And it's the same way in Torah. So many have thought and bought the lie because we don't have a temple, which is accurate. They don't need to, to give offerings. They don't need to support the brethren. They don't need to support assemblies. They don't need to support other ministries. And that is inaccurate. One, we are the temple of Yah's spirit. And we are going to see, as we now turn to Matthew 25, we're going to see that what Yeshua, Yeshua says about giving, and when you understand this, it's kind of like when you see someone on the side of the road, my position or my responsibility is not to judge this individual right. who's out asking for money, whether or not they're they're going to use it accurately or whether or not they're deceiving me. My position is to hear from Yahweh and to give. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, when we operate in the second commandment, the second greatest commandment, And that is to do unto others as you would want them to do unto you. So if you were in a position where you had to hold the sign up and ask for finances to feed your family, one, that would be super humiliating. And two, as a man, that would really be degrading. And three, you wouldn't want other people to judge you. Now what most people do is they just go by you. Even, quote-unquote, most believers just go by you. If you just gave a dollar, people would, would a dollar per car, people would be blessed. Lynn, there's a lady that Linda sees on the road. She's a retired elderly lady, and she is out there because her Social Security is not enough. Now, you know when people are on that fixed income 12, $1, 13, 1,400 $1, dollars, even if it's 2,000 for an individual, that's barely enough to survive. And so she's out there, you know, holding a sign, and so every time Linda sees her, she, she gives unto her. And, that, and we need to. Have a mindset, and this is the thrust of this teaching, that when we give, we're not giving to an individual. Correct. Yeah. When we give, like I've seen people on Facebook that would have financial needs, whether an individual or a ministry, or people we watch on YouTube that have taught us and continue to teach us, When Yah quickens me, I will sow seed into that ministry, or I will give finances into that ministry, because everybody needs money to pay their bills. So, in Matthew 25, now, anybody have any thoughts, anything they want to share so far, any questions, any comments concerning, and like always, you know, if you have something to share, just interrupt me and, and you know, you're more than free to speak whatever is on your heart. All right. <laughs> okay, verse 31, it says, Matthew twenty-five, thirty-one. when the Son of Man shall come in his glory... So we know that this is about Yahshua, when the Son of Man shall come in His glory, and all the holy angels with Him, then He shall sit upon the throne of His glory, and before Him shall be gathered all the nations, and that includes pagan and Torah nations, Israel. And he shall separate them one from another as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on the right hand, but the goats on the left hand. You ever wonder why in the political realm that they called conservatives the right And they call the liberals the left, left, people on the left. This could be why. Then it says, Then shall the king, Yahshua, say unto them on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. And this is what I want to get to. For I was hungry... And you gave me meat. I was thirsty. And you gave me drink. I was a stranger. And you took me in. I was naked. And you clothed me. I was sick. And you visited me. I was in prison. And you came unto me. Then the righteous. Answer him, saying, Master, when did we see you hungry and fed you, or thirsty and gave you drink? Verse 38, when saw we thee a stranger and took you in, or naked and clothed you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come unto you? And Yahshua shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as you have done it unto one of the least of my brethren, you have done it unto me. Now, Other versions say, when you have done it to the least of my brothers or sisters. Now, he's referring to all of Israel When Mm -hmm. in this conversation. You have done it unto me. Now, we do not know when a person is, is a believer or not. Now... But he said, and this is the key thing, whatever you do unto another, you are doing unto him. So when we give our friendship, when we give the word to each other through posts, through phone calls, through teachings, through anything... We are not just giving it unto the body of Messiah. Or we are not just giving it unto the lost. Or we are not just giving it unto those that may not understand what we understand. But we are giving it as unto Yah. When we give financially unto an individual. Like you give a dollar to the person on the street corner. It says you're giving it unto Yahshua. Mm-hmm. When you give it unto an assembly, unto a ministry, whatever, you don't need to... Now, I realize that there are ministries out there that are just looking to get rich and they're, they're, they're doing things with it, buying estates, buying mansions, so on and so forth. That's not up to us to deal with. The thing that we have to be concerned with is that there are biblical facts that command us to give and who to give to. As believers, we need to be connected to an assembly or assemblies, you know, we need to be connected to other parts of the body and receive truth from them. And support them the, the best way we can. Prayer, intercession, um, any kind of monetary giving you can give. And we also need to support those in need. We also need to support um, widows, orphans, the elderly, uh, fatherless. We need to also support, I won't go there, but anyways, I was going to give someone a hard time, but I won't do it. But anyways, we need to do these things. Why? Remember Luke 6.38, Yahshua speaking. He said, give and it shall be given unto you. So right there, he doesn't suggest you to give. He doesn't give you and I the opportunity to decide whether or not we want to give. It's a commandment. Give. Now, that word give means it in a variety of ways. We cannot say we are Torah-minded if we are not following all His laws and commandments that have not been done away with because of the Tree. And the only things that have been done away with are animal sacrifices, uh, so on. But His feasts have not been done away with. They're part of His commandments. His Sabbath has not been done away with. They're part of His commandments. Uh, his name has not been done away with. It's part of His commandments. Having no gods before us in our homes have not been done away with. It's part of His commandments. And so is Giving. We need to understand that giving is part of his commandments. When Yahshua said in Luke 6, 38, Give, and then it says, And it shall be given unto you, Press down, shaken together, running over, Shall men give unto your bosom. Mm-hmm. What that is saying that when you give, It is then given back unto you, It is released unto you from the heavenly realm. Think of this. uh, Philippians 4, when, you know, everybody knows this scripture, verse 19, where it says, My Elohim shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Messiah Yeshua. That only applies to those, when Paul prayed that, that only applied to those that gave to him and there was only one assembly in all the assemblies he ministered in that continually supported him and that was the Philippians and so we cannot claim Philippians 419 or pray Philippians 419 over our financial situation if we are not doing what the Philippians did for Paul to pray Mm that. So if we are not giving, we have nothing to stand on biblically to ask Yahweh to give unto us according to His riches and glory. So, one thing that I learned years ago, to understand that when I give, as soon as I give, it's been released, it's given unto me. Now, It usually comes to individuals, but they have to be willing to hear Yah's voice and to obey Him. And I remember years ago when Linda and I were so struggling financially. Um, Our testimony in this realm was for the first nine months of our marriage, we were seven uh, days to ten days behind on all our bills. Now, we went to church, you know, being we weren't Torah then. We went to church, but we gave $5, $10. We gave what we could afford to give. But then we kept hearing, we went to a church that taught on tithes and offerings, taught everything that the Scripture says about finances. And they ministered it to you. So faith began to grow. And see, faith comes when you hear Yahs, Laws, and Commandments. Yes. Hallelujah. And so faith began to grow. And back then, Linda and I were making like 7 $8 an hour. That was it. And we had two car payments. We had rent, food, other bills. And we were just... If it wasn't for my sister Patty, we would have starved. Because she fed us about three, four times a week. But this finally... The teaching of giving 10% was established in our heart. Faith came. So we decided we're going to get, we're going to tithe. So our first tithe was $100. I couldn't wait to get to the offering. I just kept, hurry up to this worship. Hurry up, hurry up. I want to get to that because I was so pumped to give because it was such a joy. Yes, well, sure. somehow, I can't tell you how today. All our bills from that day that we gave that tithe became current. We were no longer behind. And over the next few weeks, I said, Linda, how did we get caught up? We're paying these on time now. And all I can tell you is that it's Malachi 3.10. He will rebuke the devourer when you put him first. And part of putting Yahweh first is putting him first over your finances. And doing it with a joyful heart and And doing doing it with a joyful willing cheerful heart. And that's what I put on Facebook this morning. That and that's what Second Corinthians nine says. And and from that day to this day, every time we get any type of increase we give off of that increase. No matter if someone gives me a tip on the job, I give off of it. Every type of increase, we give off of it. And so, here, the Scripture says, and this is what we really need to understand, we are given to Yahshua, we are given to His kingdom, and we are not given to man. Here, look in Mark chapter 10. And I know and I don't understand why so many Torah minded believers not everyone because not you know not it, this doesn't apply to everyone but there's many they will argue with you not to obey any type of giving that they don't have to and it's correct you don't have to but When He writes His laws and commandments upon your heart, you you choose to. You know, not tithing or not giving isn't going to keep you from heaven or from eternal life, but you're going to see some scriptures that might change your mind on that. But nonetheless, um, when we do it out of love for Him, we will have a life that's changed. I'm telling you, when you obey the commandments of giving, it will change your financial life. Now, it might not change it overnight, but it will change it. It will also change you because you have the assurance inside your heart that you're obeying His laws and commandments. I would rather at the end of my life, when I stand before Yah, find out that I obeyed his commandments, and I didn't have to, instead of finding out, why didn't you obey my commandments? Mm -hmm. Why were you full of so much unbelief, and you were so stubborn, which is idolatry, which an idolater does not enter into the kingdom, I'd rather hear, you obeyed and you didn't have to than to hear you you didn't obey and you were supposed to. Because in Mark chapter 10 verse 17, I'm just going to paraphrase this because of time's sake, but you can read it. A rich young man came to Yahshua and asked him, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And basically Yahshua said to him, you know the commandments or keep the commandments. And then he said, That he has kept the commandments from his youth. And we know that when you obey Yah's commandments, Deuteronomy 28 says that all these blessings will come upon you. We also know in Proverbs chapter 3, verse I believe it's 8 or 9, it says that we are to bring the first fruits. Of our substance to Yahweh and then it says and your barns will be filled with plenty and so he knew all this and every Israel Israelite Jewish person knew you needed to obey his commandments but then Yahshua said to him there's one thing that you lack and then he says You need to give all the substance of your house. Come and follow me. And then it says that the young man walked away grievous. Why? Because his money, his things, his wealth had possession of him. And see, we might only have $50 to our name. But if Yah says to you to give, And you resist it, that is revealing to you that you have an idol in your life, and it's me, myself, and I. Mm -hmm. That's why Luke 9 says, you must deny yourself and basically put others ahead of you. Mm -hmm. I learned how to have a happy marriage years ago. As a husband, I loved sports. My wife hated sports. So when we were watching TV, I did not watch sports. I put her desires first. And I've lived my life that way. And she has lived her life that way. She puts me first. I put her first. And because of this, I believe we have had only one or two arguments in our whole life. And that's been 37 years. When you put someone else, your mate first, Mm -hmm. above yourself, I mean you put Yah first, you put His commandments first, and then you put your mate ahead of yourself, and you put yourself last, remember it says the last shall be first, Mm -hmm. and the first shall be last. You will have peace. You won't, there won't, there's nothing to argue about. Right. If she wants spaghetti and you want anchovies, or what not anchovies, that's a bad thing. If you want um, a salad, you eat what she wants. Eat the spaghetti. <laughs> Alright, so then we see that in this passage that Peter said, Hey, yo! Master, we have given up everything to follow you. Now remember, these were businessmen. They had fishing businesses. And they gave up everything. And what was Yahshua's response? Verse 29. And Yahshua answered and said, Verily I say unto you, there is no man that has left house, brother, sisters, Father, mother, wife, children, lands for my sake and the Gospels. But he shall receive a hundredfold now in this time. Houses, brothers, sisters, mothers. So basically everything that you give, you will and you are promised to receive a hundredfold. And then it says... And in the world to come, eternal life. So there is a connection when you read that account in Matthew 25, that Yahshua said that when you give unto the least of these, you give unto Him, and then there was a connection to eternal life. And right here, Yahshua says it again, that When you give for the gospel's sake, it's laid up for you a hundredfold, now in this lifetime, and eternal life. So, I don't know what the connection is, but I see, scripturally, that our giving, there's a connection to eternal life. So, that's just something to chew on and ponder over. So, we need to ask ourselves, let's turn to 2 Corinthians, chapter 9. We need to ask ourselves, are we obeying Yahweh's commandments concerning giving? In 2 Corinthians, chapter 8, nine. I know, but it's 8 and 9, um, And we need to diagnose, if you will, your life, whether you are obeying Yah's laws and commandments or not. I know when Linda and I first started in the faith, back in the 80s, we were just barely surviving financially. But we saw through the scripture that if we wanted our financial life and our material quality of life to increase, we needed to do what Yah's laws and commandments say to do with our material and financial life. And so, whatever Yah said to do, we did. When Yah said to have Danny move into our house, a 16-year-old troubled young man, we took him in, treated him as a son, and his life was transformed. When A couple years later, another young man named Michael, who came across our path, Yah said to take him into the house, and he came and lived with us, and again... To this day, we have a relationship with Michael, and he considers us his spiritual parents. He calls us mom and dad. Um, we've had females uh, live with us that have gone through abusive situations, and they would come live with us. When, when Yah said, when you do it to the least of these... These were people, all these people were people we didn't know. And we just met. And we met either through a person or they came to our church. And Yah said, Take them in. Yah had them take them in. And they became our families. And when you treat people as if they were Yahshua himself, then everything you give, you are doing it unto him. And when you see that person on the street corner, when you see that person, I mean, and there's some homeless in Fort Myers area that I see all the time, and they are rough, a couple weeks ago, I saw a woman, you know, you could tell she was homeless by her clothes and her skin was so suntanned from being out in the sun. Her hair looked like she hadn't had a shower in a long time. And I thought, what would make someone like that live on want to live on the streets? Sometimes it's no fault of their own. Sometimes they've been so abused and so whatever you have no idea what they've been through. And it's right. And it's love and compassion that needs to rise up within us. And that's that's what giving is. It's you give not because quote unquote the law says you have to give you know, we don't keep the Sabbath because the law says we have to and that there's someone behind us with a whip ready to beat us if we don't. We keep the Sabbath out of our love for Yah Mm -hmm. because we know it's the right thing to do. And it's the same way concerning giving. We give, no matter what realm of giving we give, out of our love for Yah, out of our love for the commandments, and because it's the right thing to do. So, in 2 Corinthians, when you read 2 Corinthians, and you read the whole chapter 8 and chapter 9, it's all about finances. It's all about giving and receiving. And if you just, for time's sake, just look in verse number 9. In chapter 8. In chapter 8. Mm-hmm. You lost, Diane. Yo. Okay. Um, it says, For you know the grace of our Master, Yahshua, Messiah, that though he was rich yet for your sake he became poor. This is this is Second Corinthians eight verse nine for you know the grace of our master Yahshua Messiah that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might be rich. And don't freak out over that word rich. It just means a full supply. Nothing is worse when you can't pay your bills. But it says here that the favor of our Messiah, though he was rich when he came to the earth, he became poor, So that you and I, through his poverty, might be fully supplied. Mm -hmm. Okay, now if you, and again, read all these chapters, look in chapter 9. Now, yep, 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Now verse 1 it says, For as touching... The ministering to the saints. Now notice it doesn't say from the saints. It says to the saints. Now Paul was talking, this was a letter, to a bunch of former pagans in Corinth. Remember this is the same letter... The same people he had to deal with about sexual sin in the temple. Okay? So he has a bunch of former pagans. They don't understand what the Hebraic people understood. Hebraic people didn't have any problems with giving. Just look at and and read this on your own. In Acts chapter 4, it said at the end of that verse, that they had all things common, mm-hmm. that people that so that had lands sold them and gave it to the apostles, and then the apostles it. distributed it, or you could say the assemblies mm-hmm. distributed it to those that had need. Now in Acts chapter 5, there was a couple named Ananias and Sapphira. They were acting like they were givers. They sold their land, but they kept back part of it for themselves. And Paul or Peter said to them, Why have you lied to Yah's spirit? Wasn't it your own to do with what you wanted? So obviously, they were saying, and they were implying to people that they sold their land and gave it to the apostles to help the brethren, but they did not, and it cost them their life. Why did why did Yah judge them so severely? I can't answer it. All I can say is that He did, and He doesn't want you and I to be like that. To be to be saved to be presenting ourselves as Torah-observant-minded believers in Messiah, and then there's some area, whether it's giving or something else, that you are not willfully, lovingly, cheerfully obeying whatever it is. Like maybe behind the scenes, you still love eating foods that you shouldn't eat. But in front of everybody else, you say, yeah, I don't eat pork, I don't eat shrimp. But when you're all by yourself and no one's looking, you're at Publix, which is a grocery store here, and you're buying their shrimp and you're taking it home and eating their shrimp with the sauce, or you're eating that crisp bacon, you know, but in front of everybody else, you are saying, nope, I'm Torah observant. Well, We need to learn from Ananias and Sapphira that Yah sees everything. And he don't play. Okay, so, now this verse talks about ministering to the saints. What that means is that the assemblies are the place that needs to be the place that feeds Especially those in their assembly that don't have enough and help them. Now we you know, a lot of people don't realize, hey, you know, I where did that come from? It came from others giving, and so the assemblies, and that's why the tithe talks about meat in the storehouse. There, you can only be fed whatever's in the cupboards. Correct. If people don't give, you can't can't give Mm -hmm. to others when they have need, and that is why we continually keep believing in the commandments of giving and in tithes and offerings. One, it's biblical fact. It hasn't changed. Um, I put a good teaching out there that um, wasn't by me. It was by someone else. It was very in-depth. I threw it on Facebook. And you, it's, it's very long. And it talks about all kinds of offerings and how it applies today that I encourage people to read. But nonetheless, it says here, ministering to the saints. All right, Now if you drop down to verse six, it says, But this I say, he which gives sparingly shall reap sparingly. He which gives bountifully shall reap bountifully. And again, that's a quote out of Deuteronomy 16:17. Paul is quoting the Torah. So when people have any problems with Paul and you know, people have problems with with any kind, type of teaching of prosperity. It comes out of the Torah. Mm-hmm. That Joshua 1, verses 7 and 8, um, basically says, I don't remember the exact quote, but it says that you need to continue in the Torah, meditate in it, which means think about it and speak it, day and night, and observe to do it, Then it says you'll find your way prosperous and have good success. That comes out of the Torah. And so, verse 7. So, when people say they, I understand that they're meaning that they have a problem with the way prosperity is taught in some of um, churches. I understand that but prosperity is a biblical word it's a biblical fact in torah and you know i put a study together to to go to teach about prosperity because one of the things that i have seen there are many that are struggling in the body mm-hmm. and for the most part not all but for the most part Those that struggle financially are people that, one, are not Torah-minded, they don't keep the Sabbath, they don't keep His laws and commandments, and two, they are not givers. They're more focused on receiving. They're more focused on what you can do for them, and that's the culture of our society. Many children and teenagers and people in their 20s, 30s, and 40s, it's about what you can do for them, not about what you can do. And that's part of our government. That's what they try to teach you. We'll just go on welfare, government to take care of you, government will take care of you. No, you need to get out there and put your plow to the work. Anyway, back to verse 7 so we can wrap this up. It says, every man, underline every man, That lines up with what Yahshua said in Mark 10. He said there isn't any man. So it says every man, according as he purposes in his heart, let him give. Not grudgingly, or because you have to, or of necessity, for Elohim loves a cheerful Giver. Hallelujah. You know, we've had people come to our church when we were a non denominational ministry, as well as to our assembly in Torah, and they would they would give, but you could tell they were giving out of necessity or they were giving grudgingly. They really didn't want to. And how could you could tell that is when push came to shove they would stop giving if they had needs, they would put the, their needs above what the scripture said. And then eventually, yep. yeah. and then eventually, what happens to most of them is they fall away. Mm-hmm. They turn away from studying the word. They turn away from serving Yah. They turn away from, and they begin to live like the world lives. And I'm telling you, One of the major keys, and this is something I'm so convinced of, and this is why I'm sharing this, is that when we obey, and I never understood it as a commandment until recently, that when we understand that it's a commandment to give, not a suggestion, and we willingly obey it, we will lovingly receive from our Heavenly Father In ways that we cannot imagine, He will part the Red Sea of debt and get you to the over the other side of debt freeness, if you'll do things Bible ways and for Bible purposes, Torah ways. So it says here that um, let's read: Every man according as he purposes in his heart. So let him not give grudgingly or of necessity. For Elohim loves a cheerful giver. Then it says and Elohim is able to make all grace or favor abound, which means increase, multiply towards you. So when you give with the right heart out of love for YAH and that you are doing it as unto YAH, as well as doing it as unto being a blessing to that individual or to that ministry or to that assembly so that they would have more than enough, it says that you will abound, you will increase. And it says that you always, underline that word always, circle it, so that you always have all sufficiency in all things. So how can you guarantee that even when the world is going through poverty and have nothing, that you will have provision? One, obey His laws and commandments. Mm -hmm. Two, live as Yahshua lived. He gave His life, so give your all. And three, give. Mm -hmm. When you give, I don't care how it has to happen, if Yahweh has to bring a side of beef, a head of lettuce, some fresh greens, um, some tomatoes, some carrots, some beans, some, some uh, uh, low-carb tortillas, some spaghetti, whatever it is, he's going to bring it. And for those that, that eat a little sweeter, they might want some pumpkin pie or Taravis. cool whip, whatever. But it says that you always have all sufficiency in all things. And then it says that you may abound to every good work. Now look in verse 10. It says, Now, he that ministers seed to the sower, that would be Yah ministering, He gives to us, both ministers bread for your food, And multiplies your seed sown. So anything you give is like a seed. And it says, He multiplies your seed sown and increases the fruits of your righteousness. And then it says, So that being enriched in everything to all bountifulness. Which causes through us thanksgiving to Elohim. So, when you and I give to others, it causes them to be grateful unto Yah. Mm -hmm. And to give them the praise. To give them their thanksgiving. So we see here, this is all the commandments, or part of the commandments of giving. That when you give, it shall be given unto you. And you need to declare it with your mouth. Job says, decree a thing, and it shall be established. Now you can't decree anything. you got to decree what thus saith Yahweh. If he gives you a prophetic word, like one time he gave me a word, work less, make more. So I began declaring that in faith over Linda's in my life. That Linda and I are working less and making more. That Yah is prospering the work of our hands. If you go to Deuteronomy 28, one of the verses say that Yah will command prosperity upon your storehouses. What's your storehouse? Your checking account, your savings account, your retirement, so on and so forth. So... Let's. I need to pray. We're on a podcast, and we're out of time on our podcast. So everybody, hang on as I sign off on our podcast. So Father, I thank you for this word that we have sown into those lives that you have caused to connect with us. And Father, we bless them. Give them greater understanding concerning your Torah, concerning your instructions and your commandments, Concerning giving and those that are in lack right now, those that are suffering financially or don't have enough food, Father, in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, we ask you to make a way where there seems to be no way. As they receive this word and as you minister this word to them, as you amplify this word, as you give them greater understanding, May they understand it, and may they start stepping out in faith, giving wherever you lead them to give, whether it's to the poor, whether it's to assemblies, whether it's to uh, the elderly or or whoever it might be. And Father, I ask you to receive their gift and to multiply it back towards them, just like you did with the loaves and the fishes that you multiplied the few loaves and few fishes, you fed the multitude, and then you returned to the one that sowed the loaves and fishes. Great increase. So Father, we just thank you for great increase coming to your body, that even in the days ahead, that your body will lack for nothing. And Father, we thank you for it in Yeshua's name. If you want to connect with us, you can connect with us on our website, com, or you can connect with me, Mark Pulley, on Facebook, MeWe, or on any other social media. Until next time, Yah bless you, Yah make His face shine upon you, and Yah give you favor, give you peace, and make a way where there seems to be no way. In the power and the authority of His name.